This podcast is brought to you by Fear Free, the initiative that takes the pet out of petrified and puts treat into treatment. Learn more at fearfreepets.com. This is the Fear Free podcast series. Today's episode is brought to you by Vetakinol, makers of Zilkine. I'm your host, Steve Dale, and joining me today is Dr. Amy Shirley, owner and veterinarian in that corner, and Michael Shirley, owner and chief empowerment officer at Family Pet Health, a fear-free certified practice in Tennessee. All right, guys, here's where I want to start. And actually, I want to start with you, Michael. I've got to know this. What is a chief empowerment officer? My role at Family Pet Health is to equip our team with the resources that they need to do their job and then get out of their way. So I can't do it for them, but I can give them the things that they need they take it from there. So that's how I empower my team. Is Fear Free a part of that? Uh, absolutely, 100%. So you guys are so on board with Fear Free, and I want to hear why in a moment. But first, I want to hear about you guys. You know, So one of you, Dr. Amy Shirley, owner and veterinarian. The other, Michael Shirley, not a veterinarian, and the guy who gets out of everybody's way is the chief empowerment officer. How did you guys get together? Well, we like we both from a young age got involved in 4-H and uh, that kind of set our path through um, really to today. Um, so we both found our way to MTSU, which is our local university here studying animal science. Um, I grew up in Murfreesboro where we live now and started working at a local veterinarian's office. And that's where I first met Dr. Shirley. I was, I know exactly where I was standing the first time I ever saw her. She came around the corner. One of our unique clients uh, came to introduce her to Dr. Harris because uh, Amy was living at, at that woman's house. And uh, so she so she brought uh, Amy by to meet Dr. Harris to say, hey, you should give this girl a job. And I was like, yes, give that girl a job. <laughs> so so that's, uh, that's where we first met. I left that office. Um, my family owned a grocery store here in town and I had to go back to work there. And when I left, they hired Amy to replace me. They upgraded and um, and the rest is history. Yeah, that veterinarian actually married us um, several years later. Really? He officiated yep. our wedding. Yeah. Doctor David, Doctor David Harris, it's it's all thanks to you. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is a very cool story. So, I I once interviewed a famous TV personality who was married. I think it was forty two years. And as I was talking to him, I said, "You and Gracie have been, you can figure out or not who I'm talking about." Uh, you and Gracie were married for 42 years. And then I was going to launch into the question, but he stopped me. He said, but we weren't married 42 years. We were married 84 years. And I thought, what? He said, but when you work together and you live together, <laughs> it's twice as much time together. And I said, is that, <laughs> is that good or bad? So I'll ask you guys, both of you, uh, is that good or bad? Michael, you can go first. Oh, I think it's great. Um, for, for us, we, we know each other very well. We complement each other very well and, um, we have good communication. And I think that, 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 that is the case at home and it's also the case at work. Yeah. And I feel like we don't see each other as much as you might think. Like I, like sometimes I'm like, I haven't seen you all week. Like we're on different schedules and, um, we don't work necessarily directly 
like he's not assisting me as I'm being a veterinarian and vice versa. So, and he takes care of our kids a lot after school. Um, so yeah, and we do, we have very opposite personalities and, and I do think that was something we really thought about being business owners together. Um, cause I've seen where that doesn't go well in veterinary practices when it's a spouse, you know, that are, that are both the bosses, um, that are husband and wife. And so I think we do it well. I don't know that's for everybody, but I think the areas where he is really good are the areas that maybe I'm not so good and maybe get out of my comfort zone. And then in other ways, I balance him out too. Do you bring your work home with you? Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> we, we own a business and there's a lot of families that depend on us. And because we can't talk about everything at the office, we do talk about it at home, but I think we've set pretty good boundaries when we, when we first, when Amy first came home and I'm sure we'll get into that, but when she first came home and said, I want to open my own hospital. Um, I said, great. What can I do to help? And that's, that was where we first started our conversation. And we, we, we set up times at home where it's no work talk aloud. Like we're going to try to focus on our kids or focus on each other. And that's been a struggle these first three years because uh, you know, running a start, basically a startup business, it, it can be all consuming. And luckily we again have that good communication where she can look at me and say, we need to spend some time on us and let's, the business will be there later. And uh, so, so we've been able to do that. Do you agree, Dr. Shirley? For sure. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I think, um, I don't know. Yeah, I agree with them. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had a train of thought there and it's gone. No worries. So fear free is this uh -huh. idea that you heard about along the way. So you opened up three years ago. Fear Free was around at that point in time. Had you heard about Fear Free? Yeah. So I was, um, I graduated in 2005 and then I was an associate doctor for 10 years in a practice. And I think as a lot of people do, like I, I just got to the point where I wasn't happy anymore. Um, I just needed something different. Like sometimes you just need to change. It was a great practice. Um, and so I took a leap of faith and started doing relief work. And so I did that for three years. And during that time, I didn't know what we wanted to do. Like, I didn't know where I would end up kind of looking for another hospital perhaps. And we even thought about doing a feline only practice for a while. And I had seen some things about feline friendly um, mm -hmm. at that point. And that's about when fear free came along and we decided we did want to stick with dogs and cats and small animals. And so fear free was like a natural movement into that where dogs and cats are both included. And so that was our model from the beginning when we decided we did want to be, you know, have our own practice is that we wanted it to be based around fear free. Well, that's interesting to me because of, mm -hmm. uh, and it's, you know, it's all a matter of timing as much as anything else, but I've talked to so many practices at this point in time who were up and running, you were going, you were you were doing your thing, and Fear Free came along and, and the practice said, oh, this is a great idea, we ought to integrate this and integrate this and we'll become Fear Free certified. You did it almost the other way around. You know, you said, okay, Fear Free is a great thing and we want to be a Fear Free practice flagship maybe is the right terminology, I'm not sure what the right term is, but that's what it seems to me, Dr. Shirley. Have I got it right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the whole time I was doing relief work, it was just a great opportunity to like see how other practices were running and what I liked and what I didn't like. And, you know, we just got this 
idea in our mind of what we wanted it to look like. And Fear Free was helpful in that they have so many resources that we were able to take that and just implement it into our new practice. From, and so from top to bottom. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it was a totally different practice when we, we bought it um, completely is a t- different practice than it was when we bought it. And so we had a lot of changes pretty quick. I know that a lot of times when you buy a practice, you want to do things really gradual. And um, there were some ups and downs along the way. And then implementing fear-free, as I think a lot of our listeners know, is not always easy road to follow. Um, and it's just, I can't imagine how it was like a few years ago and how it is now. Like now it's just what we do. Like we kind of forget that we are different. And so it's nice. We have a lot of students that come in and we, we always ask them like, is this different than other practices that you've been in? And, and it's just good to hear that. Cause sometimes when it's just what we do now, it just becomes second nature and it, it is different than how I practiced before. So you began as a fear-free practice. I mean, you're tell me about this. Your goal from day one was to be certified as fear-free. I mean, it seems as though it all happened all at once. I mean, you launched and you're fear-free all at the same time. Right. So so we weren't a fear-free certified practice from the beginning, but within the first year, we were. We, well, that's we, pretty uh, quick. We, yeah. yeah we, it takes right. about a year to do that. So. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so I'll, I'll be honest. When she told me, I want to be a fear-free hospital. I was like, I said, what's that? And she talked about general approach and, and the tries and, you know, basically working with your patients. And I'm like, from a business perspective, I had the same reservation that probably many practice owners have when they first hear about it is uh, this doesn't sound efficient um, or this sounds expensive or we're not going to, this isn't going to be able to pay for itself. And so I had some education to do. I, I logged in, started a membership, started watching the, the modules online and, and had a pretty quick realization. Of course, my wife is telling me it's different. <laughs> um, I had a quick realization that, oh, it, it is different. And it doesn't necessarily mean a decrease in profits. And uh, because you're, you're, you might, because you're practicing in a different way. Um, and it also doesn't mean that you were wrong before you, before you became a fear-free advocate, right? No, so. I think that that's where we were just talking to recently was that when I practiced for 10 years out of school, I did not, I would not have considered myself not to be fear-free. Like I would have thought, you know, we were compassionate that we were just doing how we were trained to do. Um, I never considered anything at that point to be wrong. We were in a really good practice and practiced good medicine, but it's just, it's learning and it's just, the behavior aspect of it, the emotional well-being is just something if you're not trained in it, you don't realize that it is a big difference when you start focusing on it. Well, there's two yeah. things. I, w- I want to jump in there, guys, because there's two mm-hmm. things I sure. want to dive into from what you both have said. So first of all, uh, I'll start with you, Dr. Shirley. People mm-hmm. have this perception that, especially some younger veterinarians, that I'm, I've learned what is what it amounts to fear-free anyway. And I don't have to go through the modules. I don't have to do this stuff because I've learned sort of the modern way to do things, if you will. Uh, so I don't need any of that. I've already got it. Is that true? Oh, my gosh. I mean, I don't know. I think I don't know what they're learning now. And I'm glad that they are teaching, you know, stress-free handling in school more than they used to. And so I think that's wonderful. I think I hope that it continues to change. Um but I think it's a nice model to use because 
you know, when we have new employees, they have 90 days to get fear-free certified and we're all on the same page. And so that's a good thing about our hospital. I feel like is we're finally in a place where all of our team is on the same page. And so when that first making that transition, or if there's one or two fear-free certified individuals in a practice, I think it can be really challenging. Yeah, it's, it's all in the approach. I mean, when we first introduced this concept to the existing employees that were at the hospital we purchased, there was some pushback. And, and, it, and it took us as the owners saying, this is the way we're going to do it. But then down the road, folks were like, wow, you know, uh, you know, Mr. Shirley, I haven't been bit in two years. That's amazing. I'm like, yes, it is amazing. And it's also made my workers' comp insurance go down. So yeah. that's nice. Um, so, so it's just, it, we have a vet student with us right now, fourth year vet student rotating through. And yesterday she says, I, I don't think there's any going back. And it's, it's true. Like uh, to, to be cliche, like you've seen the light, but it's, it is, it is different. Yeah. We were asking her how it compared to other vet clinics that were not fear-free. And she said, yeah, I just don't, I don't see ever going back. Like she just has really seen the difference. So that's the point. That's the point. That's the point I really want to get at. So the great news is veterinary schools are teaching differently than they did, you know, 15 years ago or even five years ago. So best I can tell. And that is wonderful. Of course, as you point out, however, fear-free is more than if, if you're not fear-free certified, either individually or the practice altogether isn't, you might think that a story maybe I wrote for DVM 360 or, or maybe uh, hearing a podcast like this uh, is enough to get the essence of fear free or just to give cookies to the dogs that come in the door, all of which is good. But fear free, I believe, is much more than that. Have you found that, Dr. Shirley? Yes. And I think it's always evolving. Like there's things that we're doing just this month that we're implementing. Like, I feel like we're, you know, when we first started out, you know, it takes a process. Like we started implementing fear-free things like the treats, pheromone sprays, supplements. Um, And then we're kind of move on to the next level where we're doing happy visits and victory visits. And what does that look like? And now we're doing, okay, maybe we're not giving treats in the right way in the exam room. Like we're seeing an evolution, like, okay, we're the timing of the treats. So we're educating our staff on, it's not just that they're getting treats because the timing is important. Otherwise they're starting to associate treats with something negative. And so it's just constantly evolving and we're educating and learning. And so the resources that we have through fear free is super for that. Yeah. And because it's a, because it's an expectation of our culture, it makes it easier to hold each other accountable and to have these discussions where, where I can, I can pull somebody aside and I say, tell me about that last appointment and where it went wrong or where did we, where did it start to go South? And we, and they don't feel like I'm attacking them. They, they know that the purpose is so that we can make sure that we make changes for future appointments to help alleviate that, that fear, anxiety, and stress that, that that pet experienced and any other pets that are similar in their behavior. So it's, it's a, it is, I'm glad that it is, that everyone on our team is on board with Fear Free. It makes a difference. And I do want to circle back to some of the business things you said, Michael, earlier, but you said something, Dr. Shirley, that, that sparked something in my mind. I mean, a part of it is using products that are always evolving and there are new products that come out all the time and, and when to tell clients to use them. For example, you have a, a, a dog that you know is going to be stressful and maybe anxious in general. So is suffering some fear, anxiety, and stress about going into the car anytime. 
particularly when that dog looks up and says, I'm here. Oh, no, I'm at the veterinary clinic. Uh, but even before that point in time, you know, that dog has some anxiety. So do you recommend, oh, my gosh, I mean, now we've got options like, I don't know, Zilkin. We have pheromone products. We have Anlanlan that we can use for these pets to make life better for them and therefore better and easier for clients to bring them in. Yeah, talk talk about like client education because we've had some some people are like, oh, you just want to give my dogs drugs because you're scared of them. Like, talk. how do you respond to that? I mean, I've always practiced with just like an individual case-by-case case, um, basis in mind. Like every pet we see is not just, they don't all get the same thing. And so trying to figure out what works for each pet is part of it. Like sometimes it's just a supplement or we layer a supplement with an anxiolytic drug um, or a lot of them need full sedation. And so and so that's something that we just cater to each individual pet. And from the business side of things, the financial side of things, mm-hmm. we charge appropriately for those things. So yes, we have clients that pay $300 for a nail trim. And then the second time they're like, Hey, let's also go ahead and do the dental and this and that, and all the blood work and everything. Let's just do it all at once when they're knocked out and they're happy to do it. So it, it is, um, we make a lot of videos that we use on social media and we, our YouTube channel. People can check it out, Family Pet Health. Um, and and those, those resources are evergreen. So they're always up, they're always current. And if we have a client that needs uh, to see those different protocols in action, we can send them a link to our YouTube videos or they can, they are constantly seeing it on our blog on, on our website. Like we, we, you can't, look at family pet health resources without seeing fear free all through it. And so it just takes time. We're three and a half years in and our clients know like the ones that weren't on board have left and we've, we've, we've gained a whole lot more clients and they love it. And they recommend us based on fear free. And the words out when we see that a lot on social media that, Hey, family pet health is the only fear free certified practice in town. And that's, that's mentioned quite a bit. It's, more so than I would have thought. Like it's been really a great thing for our our um, our hospital and just our positive work environment. That's honestly that was something huge when we started this practice. Is that you know that's one of the things that I was missing in just my job satisfaction was just enjoying going to work every day. And so that was a really our number one mission was to have a positive work culture and work environment. And so that's that's where we really started too was just that building culture. And now we're working more on the business side. How can we have a healthy business? But we had to get that culture in place first. And Fear Free really helps with that too, because it's such a positive message, you know, for our employees and for our pets and everything that we do. Perfect transition. Uh, Michael, I wanted to ask, so so way earlier, about an hour and a half ago, you mentioned something (laughs) that struck me. And that is that, oh my gosh, when I first heard about Fear Free, I thought we were going to lose money. I thought this was going to be a problem for me, from a business perspective. Well, yeah, it turned out not to be that way, but can you talk about why it's not that way? And in fact, how the opposite of that, I presume, has occurred, otherwise you wouldn't be here. Well, there are things like workers' comp insurance is down because we don't have claims. Um, knock on wood, I may jinx myself, but we've only had one one reportable workers' comp claim in three and a half years. Um, that's great. <laughs> uh, not only is that good for me on the business side of things, but the team knows it. They recognize it. Like, like the licensed tech saying, I haven't been bit, I haven't been bitten two years since I started here. 
I'm like, that's great. Yeah. We have one of our licensed technicians that she's our, our lead technician. And she's, she told us when she started that she has a dream of being a teacher, like maybe at the tech technician school and part, and we're very supportive of whatever dreams our employees have. And so we're like, that's great. And so she's in charge of our training and stuff. And, but just recently she said, you know, the main reason she wanted to leave practice and do teaching is because she, she was afraid her body wouldn't hold up. And she's just like, you know, I feel like I can keep doing this. Like I really enjoy practicing here. And so I think she's on track to stay with us for a long time. And so, and it's also been a big recruitment tool. So, so you talk about business uh, uh, savviness there. I don't know. I mean, it, it, it was a unintended consequence, a benefit of being a fear-free certified practice. Our most recent doctor found us. Um, mm. She finished her internship out in California, wanted to move back to Tennessee. And the first place that she went was the fear-free website and searched for certified practices because fear-free was something that she was passionate about. She found that we were the one of just a few here in, in Tennessee reached out to us and said, if you all are, I know you're not hiring, but if you ever would consider hiring, I'd, I'd like to be considered. And I was like, is this a joke? <laughs> Cause my brother and I had just worked on our job announcement the day before. So uh, Dr. Sam is now with us. She's finishing up her starting her fourth week. And that was a fear-free win right there. Now it wasn't just about being fear-free. Obviously we have a lot of other things that, <laughs> that make us an attractive place to work, but uh, fear-free was the number. That was what, that was what differentiated us from, from the rest of the crowd. Now we talk about we're the only fear free certified practice in Murfreesboro and in Rutherford County, but I look forward to the day that we are not the only one that's certified. Um, We, we can always say we were the first, (laughs) but, but we have a mission of, of changing the veterinary industry starting right here in Murfreesboro. And we can, we, we, we start in Murfreesboro, we start in our hospital walls with our team and our patients and our clients and fear free is, has a, a, a real big part of that. So right now, uh, and again, you kind of alluded to this much earlier in our conversation, you know, veterinarians have to look at their watch, can't take an hour and a half with clients, you know? So there you are with a client. And if you're reading or hearing about fear free second or third or fourth hand, you may think, oh my gosh, this is gonna take longer. Even if it does take longer, even if it does take longer, the client's coming back again and again and again. It's also, to me, about client retention as well as staff retention, for that matter. Yep. So uh, all of those things are, are, are accurate. And where I thought that we would spend extra time, we actually save time because we reschedule. So we'll re- if, a, if a client or a patient is, is experiencing the high fast score, we'll just stop what we're doing and reschedule that. We can move on to the next appointment. Uh, because we educate our clients ahead of time, they're receptive to that. And we can provide a better experience for the patient who the next time they come in, maybe they're on PVPs, it, it goes much smoother. And then the next time it's even easier. And the next time they don't come in on PVPs and it's still smooth. And so over time, we, we make that appointment much smoother. We see a real benefit by starting puppies and kittens off the right way, the fear-free way at our office. And we never have those adverse reactions or experiences with them. And so that, that makes it faster. And I think that's neat too. Now being three years in is that we're starting to see, see that over time, like in theory, it makes sense, but I feel like we're starting to really see that with dogs that have actually come down on that scale. Maybe that started out and it doesn't, you know, every patient's different. They don't always yeah. transition from one, you know, and, and some puppies still 
develop fear. And so, but we have, we have, we call them fear-free wins. And so we talk about those often like at staff meetings, like, oh, we need to remember to talk about this case for a fear-free win opportunity. Um, Cause we see that a lot, like it's, and it's really rewarding when that happens because um, our jobs can be stressful. And so it really helps just to keep a positive environment to see the difference that it's making. Well, I feel I could talk to three or four hours more with you guys, but uh, you're great. Thank you very much, Dr. Amy Shirley and Michael Shirley. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. We, we appreciate it. And and if anyone if anyone out there is feels like they're alone in their practice and they need help convincing their practice owner or manager to let's get on the fear-free train, feel free to reach out to me and I'd be happy to to help help with that and, and even uh, talk with those owners and tell them from, from another owner why this is a good idea, why it makes sense. Very cool. He's a train conductor as well. That's a good thing. Uh, this podcast was brought to you by Vetikinol, maker of Zilkeen. If you're already registered for Fear Free, be sure to keep up with all the Fear Free happenings, access new toolbox items, and find out all about the additional courses at fearfreepets.com. And of course, if you're not registered, find everything you need to get started at fearfreepets.com. If you're a member interested in pursuing practice certification, get more details on the same site under the Veterinary About section. And if you're a pet owner who just stumbled upon this podcast, welcome. You can learn more at fearfreehappyhomes.com.